Thank you very much for listening to WWCU. My name is Lyndon Jones, and today I am here with Dr. Christopher Cooper from Western Carolina University, and he is on the phone with me now. Of course, coronavirus, we're being socially distant to this interview, is over the phone. If you could, Dr. Cooper, please introduce yourself. Sure, yeah. My name is Chris Cooper. I'm a um, professor here at Western Carolina University, and I'm also a department head, and I study American politics with a focus on state politics, sort of in North Carolina and throughout the South, and, and I'll study elections. Wow. What would you say your favorite part of all of that is? Uh, you know, it's hard to say, kind of where, where the, all those worlds meet, I guess. Um, but I, I really enjoy, you know, working with students, getting them involved in the political process, getting students excited about politics. I mean, I'm lucky to be able to do a lot of things in my career, but that's definitely the one that uh, that gets me up in the morning. Yeah, and I mean, that's what we're here to talk about today, voting. It is a very important year, 2020. It even sounds important in the history books. I'm sure we'll reflect on it a lot. So I'm going to start with a really basic question, but does every vote matter? Yeah, so short answer, of course, is yes, every vote does matter. Um, and I'll give you some good local examples, uh, just in case you're thinking, ah, you know, does, does one vote really ever make the difference? Uh, just across the street from campus here at Forest Hills, they had, it's actually one of the smallest municipalities in the state of North Carolina. They had a tied race a few years ago, and they had to flip a coin to decide the winner. You're probably thinking, well, that's kind of wacky. That probably doesn't happen very often. But you go just a few miles down the road in Silva in uh, uh, 2019, the last election cycle, coin flip to figure out who's going to be on the Silva Town Board. 2015, just four years before that, coin flip to figure out who'd be on the Silva Town Board. So you don't have to look real far. You don't even have to leave Jackson County to find examples of, of why every vote really does matter. Right. So they are flipping coins in, you know, who is going to sit on these boards and make decisions for Silva and for like the municipal municipality of Forest Hills. That's actually. No, a, that, that's exactly right. Yes. Wow. So would you say how would you say elected officials, be it local or national, affect people's day to day life? Um, you know, I think in, in, in every way. I mean, do you care about the roads you drive on? Um, if you're a college student, do you care about the quality of the housing that you're living in? Do you care about education funding? Um, do you care about, uh, hey, what, what state of North Carolina right now, you know? Um, do you care if the bars are open past 12 o'clock during COVID-19? If you do, the governor is the one who's making those decisions. So mm -hmm. these things are, are, are critical. Um, do you care if the road between Silva and Cullowee um, 107 gets widened or doesn't get widened. I mean, the, from the very small issues to these huge issues of abortion and the death penalty and everything else, politics and voting absolutely matters. It's, it's the key way in which we affect the world in which we live. Yes. And in, in regards to the upcoming presidential election, we have a lot going on, especially, you know, as of course, as a college student, I say on social media, but also in the news and such mm -hmm. in regards to mail in voting. How important is that and what do we need to know about it? Yeah. So mail in voting is incredibly important. Right. Just yesterday, um, President Trump tweeted out something saying that he is against universal mail-in voting, but for absentee balloting, which he said is good. And then he said, hey, maybe we should delay this election and um, get this out of the way at the beginning. He, he actually doesn't have the power to delay the election. But I bring that up to say how important mail-in voting is. So um, the president of the United States is tweeting about it. So um, in North Carolina thus far, 
we have six times as many people who have requested mail-in absentee ballots now than had on the same day four years ago. Right. So six times as many. This is a huge number. So mail-in voting in North Carolina is going to be really important. It's going to be important throughout the country. And I think in a time of COVID-19, clearly people want to figure out a way to exercise their voice without exposing themselves to the virus. Mail-in voting is the best way to do that. And many people cite um, things like voter fraud when we talk about mail-in voting. Is this something that is a prevalent issue? Yeah, it's a it's a great point, and it's a longstanding issue in uh, even North Carolina politics. So um, in the 1990s, you had members of North Carolina's General Assembly debating whether we should expand mail-in voting, with the Democrats generally arguing for voter access and the Republicans generally arguing for voter security. So these issues are old. I've got a book next to me from 1949 where somebody's weighing in on this very issue. Wow. Um, so voter – yeah, it's been going on a long time. But voter fraud, there's really not a lot of evidence of voter fraud. The best evidence we have, the best example, ironically, comes from the state of North Carolina, comes from Bladen County. A guy named McCray Dallas um, did a ballot harvesting campaign, which means he kind of got folks together, said, hey, here's a ballot. And then he collected them and he put them in. And shock of all shocks, the person that was paying him uh, as a consultant is the person who tended to get those uh, ballots counted for them. But that really is the um, exception and not the rule. For the most part, voter fraud is incredibly rare in North Carolina politics and throughout the country. Right. Well, on the flip side of that, let's talk about voter suppression. Is this something that affects us, especially as a rural community in Western North Carolina? You know, I, I mean, voter suppression is a term obviously has been sort of politicized um, in of much course. the same way that voter fraud has on the other side. But I think, you know, I like to think about it as access versus security. And I think mm -hmm. this kind of razor's edge debate is absolutely relevant to those of us in Western North Carolina so the Voting Rights Act, um, which was a long story, but we got rid of that a few years ago by the courts. But until very recently, Jackson County, right here in Western North Carolina, was part of the Voting Rights Act, meaning anytime we wanted to change anything related to voting, we had to go and ask the federal government permission. The reason we were part of that is because of um, uh, issues over voting uh, in the eastern band of the Cherokee Indians just a few miles away in Jackson County. So. Um, voter suppression, voter fraud, or security versus access, absolutely key in rural communities and in urban communities. I think that debate will continue to rage on. What would you like to see change in the voting system, how, or maybe not changed but improved? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing, look, the phrase election administration, I probably just put 90% of the people listening to sleep. I get it. It sounds boring, but we just need to pay attention to that. Counting ballots is a hard thing to do. Um, so I think part of what I want folks to do is just pay attention to the way in which we conduct election, these administrative details. Um, I also think just to, to re remember that we have choices. Um, the Constitution really doesn't say very much about how we're going to conduct elections. It just kind of tells us to do it, tells the states to be in charge. So realizing that we have choices, um, some of these uh, reforms I agree with, some of these reforms I don't, but certainly we could have 
term limits for um, state legislators. We could change from single-member to multi-member district systems. We could do things to increase the chances we would get third parties in office. We could uh, put in voter ID or we could uh, relax voter ID laws. All these are choices. So not all these are good ideas in my mind, but the key to me is just for folks listening to to realize that we have those choices and that we can make a difference in how we conduct elections. Right. And you made a great point that these happen on the local level, too. So it's not just the big presidential elections that are making these differences, but in our own communities, we can change these rules. Yeah, no, that that is absolutely right. I mean, there's so much happening at the state legislative level. In North Carolina, we call that the General Assembly. Um, and I think that's really, I mean, like if you said, hey, what's the one place you wish people would pay more attention to? It would be our General Assembly. Um, we've got, we are represented in the 119th state legislative district in the state house, okay, by a guy named Joe Sam Queen. Yep. And he's running against a guy named Mike Clampett. And that race is going to be one of the most competitive in the entire state. So it is not an exaggeration to say that the vote here in Jackson County, perhaps even on campus, could decide who represents the 119th, therefore who has power in the North Carolina General Assembly. And this kind of leads into an even greater thing that comes local and national. What is a PAC? Can you explain this to me? Yeah, um, I'll give you the, the, the sort of headline version. Um, so these are PACs, political action committees, and then people also talk about super PACs. So these are ways to bundle money together to get to candidates. And the difference between a PAC and a super PAC is that PACs can go directly to a candidate. Okay, so if you, if I'm running for office and you say, I want to give money to the Chris Cooper um, campaign through a PAC, you can do that. Super PACs are about ideas more. So you couldn't actually give Chris Cooper money from a super PAC, but you could raise tons of money and then run ads that say, you know, that as long as you don't say, hey, vote for Chris Cooper, you could say, hey, boy, this Chris Cooper guy's really doing some smart stuff. And, and oh. boy, the person running against him is as evil as the day is long. So it, it's a way to get more money in politics and more restricted money. It's very hard to follow and to keep track of as well. Well, how can I become a more responsible and educated voter? You know, I think one way is to, um, you know, pay a little bit less attention to social media feeds and a little more attention to um, local journalism, state journalism, national journalism. Mm -hmm. So we're fortunate in Western North Carolina. We've got a ton of really smart journalists doing a lot of really good work. Um, They're the ones who can inform you about what's happening in all these different races. Um, better than your social media feed can. So I would recommend that folks, you know, read the Asheville Citizen Times, read Smoky Mountain News, read the Silva Herald, um, listen to Blue Ridge Public Radio, pay attention to what's happening, you know, on WLOS on the TV station. Mm -hmm. Watch and listen to the people who are there every day doing the work following these issues. Our 11th Congressional District has got some fascinating stuff going on. We got a 24-year-old running for Congress to represent us, would be the youngest person in over a century to represent us in Congress. That's happened right here in the 11th, and the people that have been covering that story from the beginning are these local reporters. I'd say pay attention to those folks. Yes. So what advice would you give to someone who is voting for the first time in the 2020 presidential election? Um, 
just to pay attention to what we call down ballot, right? So you're going to um, probably be thinking, of course, about whether you want to vote for Trump or Biden, and you should, and that matters, and that's absolutely important. But just remember, these other votes are critical as well, right? So again, paying attention to who's running for Congress in the 11th. You've got Mo Davis versus Madison Cawthorn. Paying attention to who's running in the North Carolina State Senate District 50. Paying attention to that 119th House district that we talked about between Joe Sam Queen, Queen and Mike Clampett. Paying attention even to the, the county commission races. Do you care if there's a um, statue uh, in Silva to, a, you know, to Confederate soldiers? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know if you like it or don't, but if you care, certainly trying to figure out what these county commission candidates think about that is going to be key. So just pay attention down ballot. You know who you want to vote for at the presidential level. You know if you like Biden or Trump. Spend your time down ballot. Perfect. And Dr. Cooper, before I let you go, is there anything we haven't talked about that you feel is important to mention? Um, you know, I, I think just um, there's a lot of different ways to vote. It, it's not as simple as just showing up on, on Election Day anymore. Um, you can vote early. Uh, you cannot vote often, but you can vote early, and uh, and you can vote by mail. So I would say just try to make sure that you're aware of what those options are. And, and of course, if you're a student at Western Carolina University, make sure you're taking political science classes to inform you on this as part of your education. Yes. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me, especially over the phone. Sure. Enjoy talking to you. Thanks so much. And that was Dr. Chris Cooper from Western Carolina University. This was a program on voting, which of course is so important. I know you hear that all the time, but remember what Dr. Cooper said on down ballot. Yes, the presidential election is important, but pay attention to what's happening on the local level because that is what affects your everyday life. The roads you drive on, the rules you follow. It's Lyndon on WWCU. We are Western Carolina University.